0: Hi, I'm Peggy.
1: And I'm Dave.
0: And this is Amped. Hello, Dave. How are you today?
1: I'm doing very well, Peggy. And you?
0: I am doing well. The sun is shining. It's not too hot. Bugs aren't overwhelming. So all in all, it is a beautiful day in Northern Virginia.
1: Yes. Similarly, here in New York, it is just gorgeous. I was up walking early this morning, and it's cool. Outright cool. And yes. I'm very happy about that.
0: I love this. I love this temperature right now if it could just stay like this it won't but if it could i would be so happy
1: yeah i'm with you i am with you
0: we have a really fun topic today um and it 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 came to the forefront because you know on my facebook feed i'm i'm very active on social obviously um somehow i have a lot of friends who's kids are graduating either high school or college this year and it got me thinking of you know when I was graduating college and things that I wish that I had known and then more specifically if I, I I had all of my limbs when I graduated from college but had I been missing a limb what would I want to be able to tell my you know previous, my postgraduate self, my newly graduated self. So today's topic is going to be our advice for college graduates.
1: Yes, we're stepping right into the uh, void that is uh, really not a void because go online and you can find Will Ferrell and 50 million other celebrities offering their advice on this. But I think, Peggy, that we're just as qualified as they are to do this.
0: Well, the thing is, is that they are giving advices to the masses where we are kind of pinpointing it to a very specific audience, and that is college graduates who are living with limb loss or limb difference. Um, and we're going to step away from kind of the bravado of, you know, the world is your oyster, make what you want of it, and really give some concrete things um, on what we think we would recommend that you do as you're stepping out kind of into the adult world for the first time.
1: Yes. And you should tee it off, Peggy. Let's go with your five first.
0: Okay, my five. I would. Do we have a drum roll, or do the drum roll for the last one? Okay. Okay. Number fine. Number five is become involved in your own prosthetic care. Um, There's so many college grad, you know, people who are are still in college or just getting ready to co- to graduate who have never actually called to schedule their own prosthetic appointment or have never um, worked through their insurance to get liners approved or new components or have never really taken care of, actively taken care of the whole prescription process. They may have gone to the appointments that their mom and their dad set up for them, but they didn't really know why they had to set them up. Um, and never really had to actively participate in it. And as you start graduating, as you go into the quote, quote unquote, real world, um, you really need to become more involved. You need to make your own prosthetic appointments. You need to under, uh, that's my next one. So, (laughs) sorry, leading right into number four. How about that? Yeah. Understand your insurance benefits. Um, if, if you're staying on your parents' insurance for a while, um, understand what their insurance covers, what it doesn't cover, what your co-pays are going to be. Um, and if you are if you're getting a job that offers its own benefits, go back through our archives, listen to the, the podcast about understanding the benefits, what the different terminology means. This is all about empowering you now as the patient. Um, You have to understand, you know, how to get your prosthetic care and you have to understand how it's going to be paid for. So those are number five and number four. Number three is kind of stepping away from limb loss specific. Um, But I know that every time I've had a huge life transition, it's always been terrifying, Dave. But it's also been exciting in a way that I could really become, you know, a completely new person, or change things or perceptions about uh, the relation. You know, the the established relationships that I had maybe had certain perceptions about me, and I was able to completely reinvent myself. Yeah, and sure. and as you graduate and as you start the workplace, you really have an opportunity to leave behind some of those traits that maybe. Um, other people expected of you because they they'd been part of you for so long, but you really don't want to have anymore. Um, now is really the time to to reinvent yourself and to start new and really make the most of it.
1: Yeah, that's a great one, Peggy.
0: So that that's always you know anytime you you're going through any kind of life transition, that's a good time to kind of step into that. Um, number four, kind of works off of our podcast from last week is don't be afraid to try new things. Um, If you've always been the person who's been scared about, you know, going out with, with, with friends to bowl or go play laser tag or try skydiving or whatever it is, you know, don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone because that ultimately is how you grow. Yes. So, and number one, my number one advice to graduates with limb loss, limb difference. Can Wait I have a, a drum Yeah? You. I was gonna
1: ask you, do you want your drum I do. The, this is of course the official ant drum roll, which is not a drum roll, but here we go.
0: Stay in touch with the limb loss, limb difference community. I think that it's important as you you kind of step into your professional role, whatever it's going to be, to to have that support, to have that the The community to back you up. So if you have questions, if you have issues, if you're confused about things with your prosthetic care, uh, you still want to have that base that's going to be there to be able to answer questions, to be able to support you, and to be your cheerleaders. And Dave, we have a great community at Amplife.com. Um, which also has a professional component. So if you're, you know, if you graduated to become a teacher and you're, you know, scared about how to be a teacher living with limb loss, uh, hopped on to amplife.com, post a question, somebody will be there to support you, answer your question, give advice and to, pr- to kind of mentor you through it. So, yeah. but I I think it's really important to kind of stay grounded and stay in touch with the community just so that also, you know, You'll learn about new products, new opportunities, and I mean, let's face it—we've our community is awesome. It's the best thing about living with limb loss, limb differences is, is the people.
1: Amen are the people to that. Are yeah. the people? There you go. <laughs> Sorry. Fantastic. No, those are those are all really really good, Peggy. And when I read the list, I was a little intimidated because I got your list of your top five before I made mine, and I also find it funny because as as people will hear as I go through mine. You went for the, I think, much more practical and um, uh, sort of reimbursement related several of them stuff uh, or items than I did. And I, I kind of went general uh, on this because I was w- the way I came at this, Peggy, was what are the things that I learned from limb loss that I wish I had known when I graduated college? Because when I looked back, you know, I was I was not even 10 years out of college when I had my accident accident. And looking back at that jackass who <laughs> graduated college, I'm like, "Oh man, what a what a numskull!" So, um, my top five: uh, first, get engaged on legislative issues, and this isn't just national issues. A few years ago, uh, you know, anyone in the community who who was following along was engaged in this massive effort around Medicare policy changes. But frankly, there are lots of local issues that you should be aware of and that you need to engage on in your home state. And uh, we strongly encourage you to do that. And this doesn't have to be limited just to the limb loss, limb difference community, because there are uh, a finite number of issues affecting us at any given point in time. But the broader disability community uh, is, uh, it has a lot of issues that are always on the table at a local level. So, uh, and, and Peggy, you and I have learned this well from our work with the Viscardi center here in New York, which always highlights these issues very well. And, um, you know, it's something that you really should pay attention to. And if you don't know where to start, feel free to reach out to us, reach out to nonprofits in your area supporting uh, people with disabilities and learn what you can do. But staying engaged on these issues and being a voice on them uh, with your legislators is really, really important. And uh, particularly young people who've just graduated college, uh, you have a, you know, you have a powerful voice to deliver because, uh, you know, you're going to be voters for the next however many years. And, and you are people whose story really will resonate with lawmakers. So uh, get engaged.
0: And you're you're the voice that, that the lawmakers are going to respond to because you are the young voter. And if they make you happy now, then they assume that you'll be with them for the long run. So there's a lot of power in the youth vote right now and in the youth advocacy movement. So I like that one.
1: Yeah, it's a good point, Peggy. My next one, uh, you'll start to see I go much more general now. Uh, So my next piece of advice is be humble. Um, When I graduated college, even though I knew I didn't know it all, I think I was pretty self-assured, way too self-assured and um, didn't have the didn't have the life experience, knowledge, um, skills that I think I tried to hold myself out as having. And frankly, you're not going to fake anyone out by doing any of those things. I mean, when you're going and looking for jobs, just as an example right out of college, there are very few jobs that expect you as a as a, as a graduate of a four-year institution to magically all of a sudden have 30 years of life experience. You don't. They know it. Um, go into those situations and acknowledge the fact that you don't know everything, but also acknowledge the fact that you're willing to learn. And I think that's what really being humble is about. It's about always being open to new ideas and to guidance and instruction from other people.
0: You know, Dave, that one actually was almost on my list, although I worded it differently. I refer to that person as a Skippy. It's the employee. The Skippy. It's my, I was actually going to put don't be a Skippy. And a Skippy is, you know, somebody who just graduated and goes into the office and thinks because they studied it in a class that all of a sudden they can start telling every employee that's been there for 10, 15, 20, 30 years that has experience in the field how to do it because they read it in a book and they just had a class on this. And all of these people are outdated and don't really understand the real world and they're here to shake things up and they know it all because they took a class don't be don't be a skippy just you're gonna if you become a skippy you're not gonna even know that you're a skippy that's the danger of being a skippy um but you will look back on your young skippy self in 10 or 15 years and just want to facepalm and hide in a hole because you will (laughs) realize like (laughs) I, I,
1: i was a skippy
0: You know, and just don't be a skippy. Just go in there, be quiet. You read it in a book. Life experience still trumps whatever you learned in a a college lecture or even through a three-month internship. Um, You don't know more than the people that, that you're working with, especially the people that you're working for. So don't go in with that youthful arrogance. You will go much farther. If you go in kind of... Keep your head down. Do what you can do to the very best of your ability. Be willing to admit mistakes. Be willing to admit, I don't really know how to do this, or can you help me with this, or am I doing this correctly? What do you think about this? Don't take the criticism to heart. Take it as professional growth. Just just don't be a skippy.
1: I like it. Don't yeah. be a skippy. If I had known the term, Peggy, would have been on my list. <laughs> But now you've introduced the the amped universe to that. So that's yes. good. My my next one, similar vein, be kind. Um, you know, when I think about the people who had the most profound impact on me, both after my accident and in my life more generally, it's been the people who've really just been genuinely kind to me and they've spent time with me and they've helped me develop and they've given me space. To grow. And some of those people are family members. Some of those people are, uh, are people I work with. Um, but I, I can't emphasize enough the impact of kindness on other people. And this dovetails really nicely with my number two piece of advice, which is listen to opposing points of view. I think if you're kind and you're listening a lot, uh, that's a recipe for real happiness in life. And we are at a time in, in, the world's history, certainly our country's history, where there's just a lot of divisiveness and there's a lot of polarization. And I think listening to the other side, even if you don't necessarily agree with it, but listening to it genuinely, not necessarily trying to convince them to change their minds, whoever they are, but just listening and trying to get a better understanding is something we all need to do more of. And, um, I, I, I worry one of the things I worry about most for the future with my kids. Um, one of whom's going into college this year and another one who's continuing to progress through college is you know will they will they be listeners and will they help be part of a generation of kids who help hopefully take us to a better place than where we are right now um, so those those are my 5432 peggy my number one's really anticlimactic should i even bother with the Drum roll.
0: Um, I think you should just for consistency's sake. I will say though, Dave, before you before you introduce your drum roll, is I've met your kids, and I have no doubt that that they're destined for great things, and that they are kind, they are caring, that I've always seen them as good listeners. So I think you've done a good job.
1: Well, that's very kind of you. We'll see if we'll see if the world at large agrees with them over the next several years. Um, all right, here we go. Number one. I feel like I almost copped out with this. My number yeah. one is repeat five through two. <laughs> repeat the repeat the other four. Just keep focused on those things. Get engaged on legislative issues, national and local. Be humble, be kind, listen, and just focus on those things. I'm a big believer, Peggy, in um, trying to keep things really simple and not spreading too wide a net. And I've learned in life and at work that I'm pretty ineffective once, once I'm above three or four or five things, mm-hmm. pretty much it's all just a mess at that point and I can't do anything effectively. So my last piece of advice is stay focused on those things and keep relentlessly hammering them.
0: I like it. You know, going back to your be kind, it makes me think of my dad who passed away several years ago now, but his piece of advice to, every, to me all the time was um, when when you go into the office, you always want to be the one who's known for bringing in the donuts. <laughs> And he said, you yeah. know, you, you can get really far if just and it goes to being kind, right? Just small thoughtful gestures like that when and he said, flat out, you know, if you're the one who brings the donuts, you're you're less likely to be thrown under the bus by other people.
1: Like Yeah, and not as a manipulation. I mean no, it's not, no, no. It's not just, a career move. It's it's a I, I'm doing this because I genuinely want to do it.
0: Right, and it's it's playing. It's it goes back to teamwork. I think it's, you know, when you're the one, in his words, to bring the donuts, you're you're showing that you're a team player, thinking of your colleagues. We're all in this together. That sort of thing. So
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Peggy. All that right. Was, uh, that was I, fun. You know what? You know why I think this was good because between the two of us, it took less than twenty minutes. Yes. And if if you're a college graduate and you have already sat or you're going to be sitting at your graduation listening to famous people talk, it's going to take way longer than this to get way less advice.
0: And you don't even have to get dressed to listen to us. You can listen that's to right. us in your pajamas. <laughs>
1: that's right. You're in your basement in your underwear. Knock yourself out, folks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now there's a visual. <laughs> there's a visual.
1: Well, you know that's 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 everyone's that's everyone's default <laughs> characterization of of. People who spend a lot of time on their computers, young people living it yeah, I won't go into it.
0: All right. Yeah, don't, because we don't know alienator our young
1: listeners. No, I'm not saying that's true. I'm saying that's how the, the you know the
0: We know the un- you have the pants on people. Mess. We know you have pants on. We're not buying that stereotype.
1: I'm wearing pants right now.
0: All right. I'm in my pajamas, but I digress. <laughs>
1: All right, Peggy. It was great talking to you.
0: Good talking to you, too. Have a great week. You, too. Bye.
1: Bye.